Welcome to Parked Up's Bathurst Preview, big edition. Now, before we get into it with a few of our special guests, I've grabbed our main sponsor, our main man, Mark Tierney from Race Fuels. Mark, a huge weekend coming up at Mount Panorama. That's right, Grant. What are we at? Sunday before the big one. Six days at Bathurst and never been done before. Ten categories, all of which supplied by Race Fuels. But uh, look, we're excited. We're exhausted, but we're excited. It's going to happen. It's going to be great. Okay, so lots of cars, lots of categories, 10 in total. How much fuel is going to be needed to make this year's Repco Bathurst 1000 happen? Yeah, we're looking around between the 80 and 90,000 litres. Um, look, there's contingency there, but uh, we expect to at least move 75, and we'll see how it goes from there. And what's your step count going to be like over the weekend? Well, we did a uh, lap of the track yesterday, didn't we? That was 15,000. So, hey, if we can do 10 to 15,000 a day over a week, Hey, the viewers at home can do the maths, and the first one to come in with the right number can get a Racefields hat. Ah, there we go, Racefields hats. All right. We, of course, always thank Racefields for their support of the Parked Up podcast. And that's it. Let's get into it. The Big Bathurst preview. Two of the very best operators parked up in the garage. Wow. This has been coming for a long time. These two do not like each other. Two parts of the story as always. Red flag. This is a suspended race. Thank you, Mark Tierney. Welcome back to the Parked Up podcast. We're powered, of course, by Race Fuels. And my name is Grant Rowley. I'm joined by Tony D'Alberto. And this is a very special edition of Parked Up. It is our Big Bathurst preview. It is the one race that everyone wants to win. It's the one race that everyone has been waiting for. It is the biggest Bathurst of all time. This year, it is the Repco Bathurst 1000. Tony D, everyone wants to win it. You tell me, how much do you want to win this? I want to win it more than life itself. Jeez. Is that a thing? It's, I'm uh, not yeah. sure, but... It's huge. It's a on lot. a scale of like one to a hundred, I'm at like a thousand right now. Like I'm right up there how much I want to win this race. Um, it's, it's an exciting week coming up though, Grant. There is support categories coming out of our backside it is mm-hmm. the biggest and baddest Bathurst 1000 that anybody will ever witness um it kicks off well when this pod drops on tuesday morning that's right the, right, the, the actual practice sessions will kick off um the action starts on track we've been here for almost a week now just preparing ourselves getting ourselves set for this big bad Bathurst 1000 i should say repco Bathurst 1000 because they are a sponsor of Shell V Power and good friends of ours and yours. I know they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm very, very excited. What about you, Grant? Because um, this, yeah. this pod last year, right, was one of our most successful. It mm. was one of our best rated pods yet. Yep. So are you excited it, I, about the race or are you excited about doing this pod today? I'm excited about the potential ratings for this pod. Um, and I think it was big last time because we always drop our pods on Tuesday and everyone is typically driving to Bathurst on like a Tuesday or a Wednesday. So uh, that is, oh. you know, can, can sometimes give us a, um, a little extra boost while they're driving across the mountains from Sydney uh, if they're flown maybe in. Maybe or- this year won't be as good. Well, maybe that's what I was thinking. Instead of dropping it on Tuesday, maybe we'll put it out on on Monday. Like we're recording it now oh, on a Sunday, right? Let's do it. Yes. All right. Hey, you're going to listen to this on Monday, a day before the cars hit the track for this huge six-day event. Ten categories, which is going to be huge. You know, uh, regular listeners of the Parked Up podcast know that we love our supercars. But, of course, we uh, we do spend a lot of time talking about all the other categories in Australian motorsport as well, everything from the TCR Australia series and Trans Am touring car masters S 5,000. They're all going to be there. GT world challenge, Toyota's Porsche's. Oh my Lord. Unbelievable. And as you heard from Mark Tierney at the very top there, uh, there's going to be a lot of racing fuel used across the weekend. Mm-hmm. So uh, our uh, good friends at race fuels are going to be super busy. If you're looking for a quiet conversation with one of the guys from Race Fuels, just don't do it because they're probably going to be too busy to waste any time putting fuel in everyone's cars. Um, yes. Anyway, cool. It is the Repco Bathurst 1000. This is our big Bathurst preview, and we're going to pull in two of the absolute big guns. The big guns. Oh, That's yeah. uh, We we only Here call we on big guns. Who we got, Tony? We you go. tell us. I know we've got Greg Rust. I'm not sure who else we got. <laughs> well, wait, look, we've definitely got Greg Rust. Uh, he is uh, the voice of the Super Cheap Auto TCR Australia series, so great to have him uh, on board. 
uh, and over from New Zealand as well. So uh, he's probably uh, glad to be uh, back in Australia for for a little bit. And we've also got Mark Fogarty, auto, uh, former auto action uh, editor, legend of the sport, loves uh, loves the the game, never shy on offering a couple of um, harsh opinions on uh, who might win or who might spin. So uh, interesting to see who they feel is going to be the ones to watch so, at this year's Bathurst 1000. So we've got three fence sitters, you, me, and Rusty. And then we've got folks who will just basically burn everybody if he if he has to. Now, just remember, um, if we had folks in for the Bathurst, for the preview to this year's championship, and he told us that uh, Tim Slade was not going to go any good and he was just a recycled uh, race car driver, and he went and stuck it on the front row and was uh, on for a podium until he um, completely smashed the wall with a few laps to go in that first race of the year. Um, so, yeah, well, was he right? Was he wrong? Who knows? But um, anyway, as well, clearly he was wrong. The point that, was, that regard. that's right. Well, the point is that uh, folks ain't going to lay back and uh, he is going to rip in for uh, this very special edition of the Parked Up podcast. It's our big Bathurst preview. And uh, hey, let's let's just get into it, yeah? Let's go. Yep, we've got heaps to cover. Let's go. It's the ultimate show. All right, this is our big bad Bathurst 1000 preview. We are all at the mountain. Well, most of us are at the mountain. Certainly myself, Tony Dalberto, and our very first guest who we introduce now, Greg Rust, is here. How are you? So, uh, g'day, guys. How are you? I'm super excited to catch up again. Amazing. And uh, our other guest who is not here and might not be coming, isn't coming to the great race at the moment, even, even though I just offered him a bed at a place that I'm staying at, which uh, which needs a, a uh, needs a body to stay in. It's Mark Fogarty, the legend. How are you? Hey, Grant. I don't remember that offer. That could change the complexion of things radically. Uh, there we go. Just stick I'm some. Packing stick my some, bag. Stick can, we, some... can, we, can we tackle a little statistic here? Outside of COVID, Fogs, how many Bathists would you have missed? I wouldn't imagine there's there's many. Um, last year was the first in twenty years. Um, but I missed a few in the nineties because I was living overseas. When but you're off when you're off covering tennis and other, other amazing things. <laughs> yeah. Seventy-five to eighty-seven, all of them. And then Seven, you've done seventy-five uh, Bathurst. Wow. No, no, <laughs> no, races. Wow, that's epic. Yeah, no, there haven't been that seventy-five <laughs> Yeah. But you're right, Rusty, I've been to a few, so if I happen to miss a couple, it's not the end of the world, is it? But no. I am excited about the race, that's for sure. Awesome. And we're going to talk a lot about the race in our Big Bathurst preview uh, right now. Before we get into that, though, it is actually quite special that we've got Greg Rust here at Mount Panorama at the moment, ahead of this huge six-day weekend, 10 categories. Greg, you're going to be calling some of them, but how the hell did you get from New Zealand into uh, the the great southern land here. How did you get to the east coast of Australia without any quarantining or uh, and all of those things that are uh, part of our life now? GR, pure luck, my friend. Um, that's the, the bottom line here. And it, it actually went within a whisker of me not coming at all. So um, you guys know I, I, um, I live not that far away from Greg Murphy and, and was able to observe and spend a bit of time with him on the, the training for what should have been the Boost Mobile wildcard. Um, and in that whole process, those guys were applying for a, a quarantine spot, which you have to do when you go back to New Zealand. It's just recently gone from 14 days down to seven. And it's like a lottery system. And they had several rounds of it, very few slots available. And sometimes you'd log on and you were 24,000th in the queue. And I, I, I only got a slot and it was borderline even that the dates would work for me. Um, in in the, the very last round of it, it popped up and said I was 700th or something in the queue. And I got lucky. I, I got it. And unfortunately, Murph and, and uh, Richie didn't. And, and I, what I will say from what I observed, Murph was absolutely adamant that he was not going to try and, and, you know, leverage politicians or whatever you want to do and queue jump Kiwis that were trying to get home for Christmas. He said, we are in the lottery here. Like everyone else, we are in the queue. And freakishly, absolutely freakishly, I got lucky. And, uh, and sadly, they didn't. 
from what I'm hearing, Rusty, uh, I think Murph was just scared to come back to Mount Panorama. <laughs> <and peak. laughs> so, you know, if we, if Tony, you know what? Um, because it got so compressed in the end, it, compared to the, you know what Russell has been able to do, which is go and do a test, a trouble-free test, walk mm. away, have a think, come back, and and, and so on. The opportunity to do that at the end when it got so close just wasn't going to be there. And, and I felt for him, I mean, to compress a couple of quick tests in, go to the biggest race of the year when he hasn't driven one for a while, that's a, that's a, a big ask. Um, he's absolutely, they both are, um, determined to come back in 22 and, and, and do it properly. So I'm going to be in the gym again for a whole nother year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's such a shame that they're not coming, yeah. but awesome in, if Murph does get that in, one in extra the, shot. In the event, guys, I think, um, as you explained, Rusty, they've dodged a bullet really because to come in so unprepared just wouldn't have been representative. So as it's turned out, you know, if they're going to do it, do it properly, you know, not half-baked. And, and folks, to your point, the cars have been going so well for Erebus, so it probably would have put even more of a mm. spotlight on it. So that makes it enticing mm. if you want to come and drive one of those cars. But as you say, mate, yes, uh, big, big mission. Mm. Cool. Well, a shame that Murph isn't going to be there, uh, but we do have one wild card. Maybe let's kick off with that. As you know, typical parked up. We're just not planned and we'll just roll with the punches. Russell Wingle making a, a big comeback to Mount Panorama. He hasn't done the race for, I think is what, close to four or five years now. He'll race the super cheap auto Commodore, a third entry for Triple Eight. He'll be joined by Brock Feeney, who has basically all but won the Super 2 crown for 2021. Uh, no reason why Brock, for, for me, no reason why Brock Feeney can't put that thing in the in the top 10 and run around competitively. The uh, the big question mark, of course, is Russell Ingle. Mark Fogarty, let me let me lead with yourself. Is is it good that Russell's coming back as, as a draw card, as, um, you know, someone who brings that uh, extra attention? Is it going to be a liability for that entry and you know because if, if I tell you Brock Feeney has um, no reason why he can't run around that top 10 top 15 pace if they get that car hooked up well to say the least it's a very lopsided pairing isn't it I mean you're right there's no doubt about Brock Feeney having a pace but for Russell look good on him for having a go I can understand the attraction I think you know it's a big risk for a bloke with his reputation to come back after uh, so long out of it and and to be blunt at his age, you know, it's no spring chicken. So look, at the beginning when it was announced, I just thought it was just a complete waste of time, but they seem to have been putting the work into it. Russell seems to be very dedicated. So, um, you know, I'm a little more disposed to it and, you know, as a publicity gimmick, certainly, but uh, you'd have to say there'd be something wrong you know, if that pairing, you know, in total, is a front runner. You know, Brock, yes, but I, yeah, I don't know. I don't want. To, I don't want to be too negative, but I just, I, I just can't see it happening really in totality. Well, the one thing you can almost say that uh, is is definitely going to happen is the other two sister Triple Eight cars, the Red Bull and Pole cars, are going to be competitive. Of course, we've got Shane Van Gisberg and and Gartanda, the reigning champions, and Jamie Wincup and Craig Lowndes who have won that race in excess of 10 times uh, together so or to, in, um, individually. So, Tony D, you have um, been in the car in, in your Shell V-Power Mustang recently. You've watched how those guys have been going, how the, your opposition there have been going at the Red Bull team. Uh, are they the favourites? Is one of those two cars, in particular that uh, Van Giz and Garth car, are they the outright favourites? Um, I'd like to say they aren't, but uh, look, I think the reality is, you know, they're definitely one of the favourites, there's no doubt. I mean, reigning champs um, with Tanda and Van Gisbergen. You know, Van Gisbergen just won the championship, so he's got a huge amount of confidence. You know, the championship's wrapped up, so they don't have that pressure. Um, and then you've got the other car with Wink Cup and Lowndes. I mean, hello, the, those uh, both those cars are contenders for the race, there's no doubt. And we did see, though, the Red Bull cars very fast at Bathurst, not only last year for the 1,000, but also the start of this year to kick off the season. So they're in fine form, and uh, they're going to be hard to beat, no doubt. What do you think, Greg? Can the, uh, the the Wing Cup car ended up in the fence last year, 
and uh, and didn't really give them a, a you know took away their their chances of of a win. But um, you know Jamie's last race as a full time driver. Do you think there's a little bit of extra incentive there for it? Based on what we saw at Sydney Motorsport Park, it could be a uh, a really interesting, feisty little inter-team battle, couldn't it? And for for different storylines, um, I, I think you know it'd be wonderful for for Jamie to go out on, on a high like that. For CL, the legend to claim another one would be massive. I, I personally think um, the other pairing has has possibly a, a slighter edge. They as the defending winners, and as Toadie pointed out, with the championship already in his pocket, doesn't have to worry about that. Um, that's a super solid way to start a, a big week at the mountain to try and defend that crown. They, they are certainly, I think, the ones to beat. Well, that's that's Triple Eight. Let's have a look at the garage, which is next door. Hey, the hang one on, that's... Grant, just on Triple Eight. Okay. You've got to wonder, you know, how will Jamie contrive to throw it away this time? Oh, no. Will he, <laughs> will he disobey team orders again? Well, he's, he's got this incredible track record of just being willful, you know. Hello, Darkness, He's my old friend, Bathurst if you have wins, a look on should YouTube. Have an, should have another four, really. And, um, yeah, I mean, they're obviously among the favourites, but on sheer, you know, if it's decided on sheer pace, you've got to go with Van Gisberg and, and, and Tanda. And Triple Eight, as a team, as an entity, will be more on the pace back in their happy hunting ground at Mount Panorama, I think. We'll see. We will definitely see. They are certainly the favourites. Definitely the favourites, according to the uh, to the bookies as well. Okay, so Shell V Power, uh, Tony D. Let's kick it off with yourself. They've had an amazing run at Sydney Motorsport Park. Um, I think Anton claimed half of the pole positions, uh, a whole bunch of trophies from the weekend. You get to team up with him, one of the favourites for the race, and your best chance at success at the great race as well. <laughs> oh, I feel bad for, for people saying that is my best chance. I've driven with some amazing drives over the time and the team just do a fantastic job. But yes, Anton is in very fine form. He's super hungry. Um, and he brings that confidence into the Bathurst 1000. There's, there's no doubt about that. So um, it'll be interesting to see whether he can put the car on pole and continue that streak. Um, but as we know, boys, it's a very, very long day. So it'd be nice if we're totally in the mix come the last few stints and we can give it a red hot crack. Um, I'll open it up to the floor if anyone wants to uh, ask Tony D a question about how he, how uh, the, the, uh, what the vibe is like, or uh, you know how he, how. Um... And the see over the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, folks. Um, I've got a, I've got a baby seat that I put in. And... Uh, I can just see over the steering wheel. Just should be right. CD, are you more? Do you feel you know compared to when you were with Fabs that um, things are perhaps a little bit easier in a in a pairing sense, or, or are, there, are there still things that you're having to um, to do that 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 help with what Anton wants from the car and so on? Well, I think from a um, a driving position point of view, it's a little bit better. Anton's not quite as tall as what Fabian is. Hmm. Um, and Anton right foot brakes, which is uh, great for me because I do the same. So, you know, I, I don't have to drive a car that's um, got a left foot brake as the main driver and, and you're trying to just, you know, uh, do the best with what you've got. So there's a couple of little things there that make it a little bit nicer. But besides that, everything is, is like the, the car will be set up to the way Anton needs it set up. Um, and, and perhaps maybe a little bit of a different philosophy this year because Ludo is engineering that car and I haven't driven a Ludo engineered car, so to speak. I mean, he, he has influence over both cars, but he likes his little tricks uh, on the car that he's looking after. So um, it'll be interesting to see how, how the car rolls out first practice session and see where our strengths are. All right, let's talk about uh, car 17, uh, Gregory, uh, Will and Alex. It's nice that the brothers have come back together again. We, Will's still seeking that first win in those Shell V Power Colours. He hasn't won a race in the in supercars since he was driving at Erebus in a Mercedes. So it's a, a long time between drinks for, um, for a win, but, uh, geez, there's no better place to do it than up on the mountain. 
I think Fogues sort of talked about um, Jamie's record of things before. I mean, you, you could argue that it would be a wonderful fairy tale for, for Jamie and Craig to take it at, at, um, at the end of his full-time career. In this same way, I think it'd be, you know, huge for the brothers um, together. Probably the thing for me to, to ask Tony is, are they uh, are they doing things differently to you guys? Is, is it a cohesive uh, two-car operation sort of going in the same direction or are the brothers Davison doing things slightly different to you guys? No, no, they they really they work really well together. Actually, they're, they're very different people, um, which is something that I haven't really noticed too much. But when you got them side by side, Will's very hard on himself, uh, but Alex sort of snaps him out of um, some of awesome. that moaning and awesome. groaning mm. after a race, uh, after a difficult session, or whatever it might be. So it gives him a bit more perspective on what's going on. Um, so they do work well together. And the thing with Will. He's won the race twice before. So if you put him in a position later in the race where he has that opportunity, he knows how to do it. So those boys are in a very good spot as well, I think. But I would have thought both cars are very strong contenders, both Shelby Power Racing Mustangs. They've got to be ranked right up there among the top contenders. And I mean, to me, and we know anything does and can and will happen at Bathurst and we're, we're about due for a very dramatic race, so that could throw everything upside down. But the way I look at it, just, you know, with logic, we're talking about the big five. Now, four of those are obvious, the two Red Bull cars and the two Shell cars. Number five, to me, is take your pick. I'd be going for Cam Waters and James Moffat or Chas Moffat, Mostert and Lee Holdsworth. I, I think, you know, they're a couple of very... Uh, um, very attractive chances there, but but toss up to me which one's number five. But I'm looking at a big five, and then from there down, you know anything can happen. And but just on sheer form, that's the way I see it anyway. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's let's talk about the Walkinshaw and Dreddy United uh, operation. One of those um, f- five asterisks that you just talked about there, folks. Chas Mostert. Uh, is going to team up with Lee Holdsworth. First time that they've um, been paired together. First time Lee Holdsworth is coming in as a co-driver as well. He's been doing some TCR Australia mm-hmm. this year to keep his hand in. So, yeah, folks, I'll, I'll stick with yourself. Chaz has yeah, uh, proven this year that he's been able to rag results out of that WAU Commodore. He finished on the podium last year. He's won the great race before what what keeps you from making him a um a a guaranteed outright contender well they're close they're right up there and you know Chaz has got everything um it's just the the team and particularly the car is just not quite there so as you've said you know Chaz has ragged results he's you know he's made the car perform better possibly than it deserves to through his sheer talent um, whereas if I'm looking at Cam Waters or, you know, as the lead Tickford entry, they've got proven pace at Mount Panorama and, and some history there. So, but, you know, for Walkinshaw and Dreddy United, they'll be stronger than they have been for some time. And in the second car, Ford and uh, Warren Luff, well, Luffy, you, you just can't keep him off the podium. He seems to be able <laughs> to get there come what may. So, so you know, that, that second car, you know, it's a bit funny. I would, you know, oddly say that the, you know, the co-driver is the stronger part of that partnership in this sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Walkinshaws will be there or thereabouts, but I, I couldn't rank them as outright favourites. But, you know, as I said, Moffat well, and, uh, and Holsworth could be in, in, in my top five. I think the caveat here, guys, based on exactly what folks said before, is that we are due for, I may not have, have your words right, Mark, here, but we're, we're due for something dramatic, something special, something wild yes. in, in race terms. So, uh, you mm-hmm. know, partic- particularly the, uh, the, the Mostert-Holsworth car, in that sort of scenario, they could absolutely... Um, win this thing. And and Chaz doing some miles in that TCR car will not worry him one iota this week. There'll be a, you know, that's that's a, a great thing for him to do, but it's still a very strong focus on, on Sunday's big race. Indeed. Yeah, of course, Chaz will try and wrap up the uh, Super Cheap Auto TCR Australia series on the Tuesday and Wednesday. The qualifying and race one will be 
on on Wednesday, and as we understand, that might be the very last time we see him drive the TCR car for this weekend as he puts all his focus in uh, to the great race with Walkinshaw Andretti. Okay, if we uh, just climb down the order, let's uh, let's have a look at um, the Tickford pairing. So there's, uh, of course, four cars, but the one that stands out is the one that folks had mentioned before, Cam Waters. He'll be joined by James Moffat, and Moff's been doing plenty of miles as well, not only in TCR Australia, but he also did uh, Trans Am at Sydney Motorsport Park. Tony D, you did Super 2 at Sydney Motorsport Park. You were thinking about doing some Trans Am as a way to... Mm. You know, give yourself some miles. Um, Moff Prue went out there and did really, really well in that uh, in in Trans Am as well. How much do you think that will help him um, as uh, as for, you know for Cam's chances to to win this race? I think they're a very strong pairing. Uh, Moff is just one of those guys that can jump in and out of a car, whether he's been on the bench for a little while and still perform. He's a very, very good racer. I think that's his strength as a racing driver. He can, uh, he battles hard. He doesn't really make a lot of mistakes. Um, he knows his role as the co-driver. Interestingly, I was talking with Will Davison the other night about his time at Tickford last year with Cam. And he said that car and that setup they had in that car last year, the car was legitimately very, very fast. So if they roll the truck, roll the car out of the truck with that same setup and it works, there's, you know, those guys are going to be fast. And, uh, you know, we saw Cam on pole last year. Um, things didn't quite turn out in the race. You know, still got second. Um, but I think that pairing is very strong and they can, there's, there's no reason why they shouldn't be up the front. Horrible thing to say as a panellist on a podcast, but ditto, agree with Tony D there um, 100%. And I, and I like the, the, the words I used before were kind of, there are some combinations here beyond that, that, uh, fast five or fast four that, that folks talked about that have a point to prove. And th- these guys, I think, are, are one of them. And if we've got a dramatic race on Sunday uh, with a good racer like Moff behind the wheel, they'll box hard, those guys, definitely. Yeah. yeah. The big thing for me well, with Dickford is just a- whether they, you know, their cars are actually good this weekend. They're just a little bit inconsistent. Even though they've been quick there in the past, it doesn't really guarantee they're going to be towards the front. They seem to just be a little bit hit and miss with setup. Of course, Tickford have got uh, three cars. It looks in... worryingly though, like a one car team, doesn't it? Yes. So you're right. So, uh, so folks, Sorry, I, I talked the... over you there, Grant. No, that's fine. That's it, fine, mate. It's it not, the, looked, not for the first It looks worryingly time. like, no, <laughs> fair call. But it looks like, worryingly, it looks like a one car team. I, I, the other three entries, you know, look, they'll prove me wrong. and One of them will get up on a podium typically but you know just looking at it I, I don't I don't see the other three troubling the top runners you know unless there's some there's some sort of nonsense uh, you know not nonsense there's some drama or or something else I just with the best think, will in the world I think JC and Thomas Randall will be quite quick as well um, we know Thomas is joining the team next year as a full-time driver he's been doing a huge amount of miles he's racing this weekend at Phillip Island and he's Saab um so he he's putting in the work and i think those guys uh you know if they can do their job during the day jc knows how to wheel it at the end of a race as well so they could be um in in pretty good form at the end of the day too of course uh jack lebrock and zach best will will be in the truck assist uh tickford racing entry that's their three cars there is a fourth car it's kind of a fourth car uh of course that's tim slade and Tim Blanchard for the Blanchard Racing uh, team. Now, folks, um, we we spoke at uh, we spoke at the top of the show about um, how you had written off Tim Slade's chances of being uh, competitive in this year's championship, and he went to Bathurst and uh, the start of this year and qualified uh, qualified second. Now. I think I might uh, preface this by saying that uh, you'd said, you know, there was nothing wrong with Tim's speed, but, you know, it was basically just uh, seeing, you know, an old driver get a, um, get another, another shot at it. So um, do you think the folks, do you think the single car, that single car team might be, you know, might be a shot given what we've seen from Tim in some, you know, minor glimpses of form throughout this year? Oh, look, I'm the first to admit, They've done way better than I expected. 
and I'm pretty sure have exceeded their own expectations um, for a new operation and as a semi-single car operation. Um, but the, the, their form has, to be fair, been inconsistent, you know, went from blazing at Mount Panorama at, <clears throat> at the beginning of the series to, you know, very ordinary performances. But yes, they have to be taken more seriously now than certainly I would have given them credit for at the start of the year. So, uh, and that's and that's a good thing, you know, we, everyone likes underdogs to get up. So, and if there's any place for an underdog to get up, it's uh, at Mount Panorama during the Bathurst 1000, isn't it? Brad, before you move on to, you know, the next of the teams that you want to preview here, I, I think we should put a little question mark by Tickford, uh, broadly speaking here. You know, all of the teams, uh, the interruption of COVID has been enormously difficult for everybody. I mean, clearly Ludo and, and Anton have immersed themselves in data and, and whatever and come out absolutely firing in the, in the second half of the year. Could it be that, you know, Sydney Motorsport Park, okay, they, they worked hard. It may not have always given them a, a yield at Tickford, but have those guys bought a ticket to the Bathurst 1000 at the end of the year, so to speak? Does that make sense? Like we've, we've come out of COVID, you know, you've, you, you want to be in the best possible shape when you get to the mountain, but has that been their, their overarching focus given the interrupted year that, we, that we've had? Maybe we'll, maybe we'll see them shine more perhaps at the mountain. But uh, typically moderated and generous view from you, Rusty. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, folks. <laughs> As opposed to my absolutely black and white determinations. Um, but yeah, you make you make a good point. And you know, if there is if there's any time for them to shine, history suggests Mount Panorama is going to be it. And uh, they as we've agreed they certainly have one car that's right up there it's it's whether the you know the depth of the operation will get through it but um your proposition is is more than reasonable thank you well they certainly had the pace there at the start of this year at the opening round of the championship and of course cam waters arguably had the fastest car at the 1000 last year as well but got uh got struck out on a tiny bit of um, strategy and racecraft from Van Giers just as that rain started to fall after only 60-odd laps. And we've seen how hard it is to pass around there in in the modern supercar. Um, so uh, let's, uh, let's see how the cards fall for Tickford Racing. Let's move on to Brad Jones Racing. Four cars, a huge operation for, for BJR. Uh, of course, their lead driver is uh, is in uh, Nick Perkett. He'll be partnered by Dale Wood. The other three cars, Jack Smith and David Wall, as well as Todd Hazelwood and Dean Fiore, and, of course, the Macaulay Jones and Chris Pither Coca-Cola car. Um, Greg Rust, out of all of those, Nick Perkett has got to be the one that uh, maybe, you know, similar to Tickford. It's, um, you know, they've got that, uh, they've got a chance of, you know, maybe they're not going to, I can't see them rolling out with a car that's going to win win the thing, but, um, you know, no reason why they can't qualify in that top couple and, um, and, and possibly a podium on a day that runs smooth. And, and obviously, as an operation, they grow a leg when they get to the great race. They do that um, every year, those guys. I think you're right about Nick being the, the, the shining light, if you will, the leading light, shall we say, in that um, in that group of cars, and clearly with a point to prove before he wraps up his his chapter with BJR. Folks, what do you expect yeah. to see from BJR? Yeah, bit of a one horse team again. Definitely, Perk Adam Wood, top ten, top ten contenders at least. I'm sorry, the other three, I'm I'm just I'm not so, so sure. So yeah, I mean, I guess at least half of them, if not three of them, you know, again, have a chance to, you know, get into the top 10 on pace or work their way through or the, you know, BJR do come up with some interesting strategy sometimes that moves them forward. So probably a bit harsh to write them all off except for Nick Perkett, but Perkett and Wood is the combination that I'd be in, in that group, I'd be putting my money on quite safely. I think it would be a nice little fairy tale for Nick Agreed. To, to get a podium uh, or a win for his last race at BJR. I mean, he, he has been there a long time. 
And you know, he has said that he he'd love to you know give Brad that win that they deserve. And he's been really strong at Bathurst over the years. You know, he's had podiums, he's won the race. Again, I see him as one of those guys that if you gave him a shot at the end of the race, he could do the job. He could finish off and and get a, a mega result. We've seen it before. But you guys are right. I mean, will they have a car that's going to be quick enough? I don't think they're going to be pole pace, but they do seem to pull a rabbit out of the hat come the Bathurst 1000. They always seem to do it. They always seem to do it. And they're um, that uh, – that that underdog team that, um, you know, if, if things are working right for them, then there's no reason why uh, podiums or, or or very strong results aren't, um, they're not out of the question. Let's move on to Erebus Motorsport. They've had an awesome run at Sydney Motorsport Park. Race wins for Will Brown, podiums for Brodish Kostecki. They've got a couple of handy co-drivers in there. Jack Perkins will be with Will Brown uh, and David Russell, very experienced now driving with Brody Kostecki. Fogues, what, um, firstly, what did you think about um, that team's form at Sydney and will they be able to convert to the great race? Well, that's the question, isn't it? Um, the team has exceeded expectations this season so far already. You know, lots of people were predicting doom and gloom you know, with the departure of David Reynolds and a lot of um, key staff, but they haven't missed a beat. And uh, Will Brown and Brody Kostecki have been, well, not revelations because we knew they were coming, but they've pre- performed, I think, along with the team remarkably and shown extraordinary speed in, in sprint races at least. And the only question mark, oddly given Erebus has won the Bathurst 1000 is, you know, they, they're still very prone to um, stuff-ups. Let's not um, sugarcoat it, stuff-ups in the pit lane. But if they've got that all sorted out, those two combinations, Brown and Perkins and Gostecki and Russell, um, yeah, they look actually kind of kind of persuasive as well. Um, we just, we're just we starting to look at a podium that's got about 20 people on it. So that doesn't really work. <laughs> does but, that, but don't you agree, though? I, I think they, they are genuine podium contenders, these guys. Recent form guide is Sydney Motorsport Park. That's what we're all looking at heading into um, heading into to Bathurst. Um, I, I, I mean, you know, uh, both cars for different reasons, but certainly, you know, Jack and Will in particular, they are, they are absolutely a shot at a podium for me. I sort of bring back some of the form that we're talking about with Shell V Power at Sydney Motorsport Park and Erebus were another team that had like amazing results there. You know, they rolled the car out. It was quick. They had back-to-back weekends to really snap up some amazing results. Do we think that they've found something in the car or it just happened to work at Sydney Motorsport Park? And has their philosophy changed on setup or are they suddenly a, a real contender week in, week out? Um, or was it just luck of the draw that we, we kept going back to the same circuit and they keep racking up points? I think they've proved that they are, if not week in, week out, every second week in, week out, if you like, that Erebus pairing in, in the races we've seen so far. And, you know, I, I love Kostecki, Brody Kostecki. I mean, he's my man. He's just a mongrel. Love him. <laughs> On the track, he gets in, elbows out doesn't respect reputations and then he gets in the press conference yeah and he's completely disdainful and disrespectful you know to even veteran reporters you know which I love you know he's got gumption so I expect to see him fighting on the track which is fantastic um yeah I I just worry I know what you mean Rusty you know by all accounts they should be podium contenders and possibly will be but I there's just little bits around the edges that just on this big stage this year, you don't convince me, but I certainly wouldn't be surprised to see even both of them up there. I think, um, you know, in the wake of, of David Reynolds' departure at the end of last year and so on, there was some real metal in what they brought to the table and what they wanted to to say and prove this year with their young drivers. So for mm-hmm. me, Tony, I, I don't think that City Motorsport Park was a oncer. I, I, I'm like folks. I think there's more to it than that. Um, and, and they're coming, you know, very well armed uh, into Bathurst and should be strong there for me. 
I think Brody and Dave Russell, um, they are almost the rogue pairing a little bit there. They do like to get their elbows out, those guys. And um, I'm not sure whether that's the right strategy for the entire Bathurst 1000. Uh, it might serve them good at the end of the race if uh, Brody needs to make some passes, but they've got to make sure that car's in good nick um, you know, towards the end of the race so the car's still fast and not beaten up. Um, we've seen that plenty of times before. So those guys might just need to cool their jets a little bit, but pace won't be, won't be an issue. All right, let's move on to Team 18. Mark Winterbottom and Scott Pyre, the regular drivers. They are ninth and 11th in the championship. I don't can't remember the last time they had a podium, but I tell you, they've, they've racked up a lot of top 10 finishes throughout the year. Mark Winterbottom will be teamed by uh, Michael Caruso, Again, another TCR driver who's been uh, putting in the miles during the year. Uh, and Scott Pye will be with James Golding, who's been racing S5000 for a lot of the year as well. So uh, two drivers who are two co-drivers who are both pretty fresh, uh, both former mm. uh, full-time drivers, uh, Greg Russ. These guys, um, I mean, again, at like an outside podium chance. For me, an outside podium chance if if things are going their way, if we oh. end up with a crazy 1,000. Grant actually made a prediction. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Uh, but, uh, yeah, like, you know, top top six is, for me, probably a, uh, a good day for either of those guys. What's your thoughts? Fogues flagged it. I, I reckon it's, it's a very strong possibility knowing everything – that's that's happened uh this year the weather forecast and all, and all sorts of stuff i think we're in for something a little bit special a little bit crazy so on that basis yes they are they are definitely in with a, a chance at a podium uh they'll be best presented they'll be they'll be uh or among the best presented they'll be rock solid um you know for for much of the weekend for me so uh podium chance probably not an outright win that that's what i would say folks i certainly regard them as the super sneaks yep I regard them as those both combinations as the, the super sneaks. Uh, they're both entirely capable of sneaking into the top 10 and, you know, with a fair win behind them, maybe into the top five. But it, a podium would be, an, would be a huge upset with the best world in the world. But both combinations, you know, led by Frosty and, and then Scott Pye, certainly capable of... Um, taking advantage of situations and, and going, as I said, you know, deep into the top 10, but um, beyond that, it would have to be a freak circumstance, you know, just, just if nothing else, the sheer depth of the field. Well, we're, uh, the, uh, the next team on our list to talk about is another team packed full of good talent. It's the Kelly Grove Racing uh, entries, two cars, one for David Reynolds um, and for Andre Heimgartner. Um, a mixed lead up for those guys. No podiums at Sydney Motorsport Park. Some controversy around the team and, and how things went with David Reynolds. I thought Luke Yildon did an outstanding job in, in a couple of those races, particularly those wet races at, uh, at Sydney Motorsport Park. Great that he's got some extra miles. Uh, and Andre Heimgartner in the Ned Whiskey entry. Um, he uh, that they also had uh, some speed, uh, some speed there. But um, uh, Matt Campbell, the uh, Porsche star, will join them uh, at the great race this year. So, uh, folks, let me go to you. Has um, where do you see these guys uh, fitting into the mix come next Sunday? Everything points to midfield at best, I'm afraid. They've been, you know, you could pick out, you know, little flashes, highlights of, of, of potential. You know, Andre has shown earlier in the season that um, he has pace. Um, Matt Campbell will be very interesting. Um, Reynolds, I just don't know what to make him of him this year. It's He's been all over the place and as has the team. To be fair, um, they're still trying to find their feet under this new transitional regime. So I won't be surprised if one of them pulls a surprise, but it will be a surprise if you get what I mean. <laughs> I, I, think it's, I think it's about, um, 
building blocks, isn't it, really, the, where, where they're at at the moment, what they're wanting to do. They've got some very uh, good aspirations um, going forward. Maybe, again, it's another of those organisations that has a few eggs in the Bathurst basket. So, But I, I, you, I think you're going to see a solid top 10 from, from some of these guys in, in, at, uh, at KGR. Speaking with uh, Luke Yulden the other day, he said the cars are very, very, very good in the wet. Uh, wet conditions have seen them go go uh, extremely well. So if the race does uh, turn out to be a wet race, I reckon those guys, for whatever reason, whatever setup they've got in their car seems to work in those conditions. Um, we could see them uh, probably perform better than if it's a fully dry race. They didn't have a lot of pace at Bathurst earlier in the year. Um, so I think it's going to be a bit of a struggle if it's if it's dry the entire way, just on outright pace. Yeah, sure. And Tony, of course, if it's a wet race or any large component of, of it is wet, it, that just throws everything out the window, turns the whole thing upside down, doesn't it really? Maybe yeah, we should have done a dry new race. Maybe we should have done a dry, a dry weather parked up podcast preview, Bathurst preview, <laughs> and a wet, wet with a forecast preview. We don't have enough time, bro. Well, well the the long the long range forecast apparently is for no rain and that you know from supercars action point of view Thursday through Sunday the weather is going to be, you know, mild to warm. So it doesn't look like we're going to be facing any extremes at this stage, but you know that's the long range forecast, who knows. I don't that's the one I found anyway. If there's any place in the world that can throw like up it. the odd weather, it's definitely going to be this place uh, right here at Mount Panorama. Right, two teams to go. Uh, let's talk about the uh, Matt Stone Racing entries. Uh, it's Zane Goddard and Jake Kostecki. Jake Kostecki, of course, is going to team up uh, with his brother who's been doing some uh, wildcard uh, wildcard racing and Zane Goddard will drive with Jaden Ojeda, who um, usually drives for Matt White Motorsport in the Nissan Altimas in Super 2. So plenty of recent experience here, but um, uh, yeah, is it uh, is it is a top 10 result the best that these guys could hope for? I think that's probably um, what they would walk away from feeling quite pleased with, don't you think? I mean, that that if it's if it's the sort of weather that folks said we may not get they're absolutely a chance of being being top 10 but I, I think just knowing the depth of the field that we've got here and some of the cars that we've we've covered very early in this in this podcast it's it's hard to see them um, without some cards falling their way doing that Grant, I remember when we had our little race team many many years ago um, being a single car operation we'd come to the Bathurst 1000 with the hopes of getting a top 10 and I think Matt Stone racing is probably, they're, they're probably at the same stage, you know. Well said, well said Tony. If everything goes to plan, you know, they'll get a, a top 10 probably quite comfortably. Um, but I don't think they would come here with the the goals of, well, everyone wants to win the race, but the expectation of winning the race. You know, they've got some young drivers, quite a young group of um, group uh, team. So, yeah, top 10 I think would be a very good day. They'll need a lot of luck to get there. <laughs> no, sorry. That's yeah. Well, everyone, guys, come on. Everyone can't finish in the top ten, much less the podium. Yeah, exactly. Someone's got to fill out the back of the field, and I'm sorry. You've just got to look at resources and form and everything else. That you know, unless there's an aberration, you know, we're now down at the end of the field. Who? Are at the end of the end of the field for for a reason, and um, notwithstanding, you know, have put in some excellent performances during the season so far. But this is the big game. This is this is what it all comes down to. And um, yeah, just the, the hope is luck, not not intrinsic speed or efficiency. Well, in the uh, interest of then just being very fair, folks, we've got one team remaining on our list to discuss. It's Team Sydney. Uh, Gary Jacobson will be with Dylan O'Keefe and Fabian Coulthard with the team owner, John O'Webb. Tony D, you drove with Fabian for the last, what was it, four years in the yep. 1000? Of course, he's had 
a um, well documented switch from uh, from Shell V Power down to the other end of pit lane, and and uh, unfortunately, the, in uh, in so many cases, the other end of the results list, he hasn't taken a top ten race finish this year. Yeah, I know you still talk to him quite regularly. Um, well, yeah, I, think, I mean, how's he going? I think. Uh... You know, like he, the time that I spent with him uh, at at Shell V Power, he was very, very strong at Bathurst every year. Um, this year, I don't, I just, I don't think he has the car to do to get a, a massive result. I just, I don't think they're at that stage. I think reliability could be an issue as well. You know, as as bad as it sounds, I think they will be happy if they're solid all day and they finish the race with minimal problems and uh that's not nice to go into the race thinking like that but i think that is probably reality well we'll uh we'll have to uh we will have to wait and see how it all pans out boys we thank you so much for joining us for our big bath oh, we're letting team sydney get off easy aren't we well if, i mean you you kind of uh prefaced it with your uh, comments on matt stone racing even though you were being kind of general no, i so want to hear I, it i want to hear it <laughs> Okay. Go. As long as our lawyers don't need to hear about it, go. Well, no, it's obvious, isn't it? You know, <laughs> as far as, you know, Fabian Coulthard, right guy in the wrong car or the wrong team. They're, they're, I'm sorry, the team is just not up to it. And they've proved that this year so far. Gary Jacobson, you know, he's doing a, well, you know, to damn with faint praise, a, you know, a more than workmanlike effort this year. But they do a dance if they finish 15th. Well, that's just where they are, I'm afraid. And, you know, for they have won the race all in the that. many reasons to have to have a driver of Fabian Coulthard's calibre parked down the back of the grid for most of the season. Well, it's depressing to say the least, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. They have won the race before, though, folks. So who knows? Five they years. Might, can you believe you know? it? Five years ago, they were winning races. Very different team than the, yeah, one, lots changed. Than the one it lot, is today. A lot's changed. Very Folks, different. That's why we had you on, mate. We wanted a, you know, the, the straight talking Mark Fogarty that we, uh, <laughs> that we know. So um, yeah, well, we could have got Richard Crail back on the uh, pod- podcast. Oh, we that's harsh. Had, we that's would have had a, we harsh. would have had a lot of fence sitters. We would have had the, uh, the uh, world championship fence sitting competition. <laughs> well, uh, and- thanks, Rusty. Yeah, I, I guess I can, if nothing else, be relied on. To speak my mind so <laughs> that's why we got you on changes. that is definitely why we got you on and we love it we wouldn't want anything else okay now i'm going to ask everyone to get off the fence except you tony d because i'm going to ask everyone who they think is going to win the 2021 repco bathurst 1000 tony d i'll let you go first who is going to win this year <laughs> carl evan thank you okay fair enough uh greg rust who do you think will win I think short price favourites and and back to back winners Shane Van Gisbergen, Garth Tander, Red Bull, Ampol. Wouldn't it be amazing, Garth Tander, if he wins this year, to be his fifth Bathurst one thousand win and yeah. <laughs> 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 and and he he'd join a uh, an elite bunch with five great race wins, but we'll have to wait and see, folks. Who do you think will win? I should agree with Rusty. It's the obvious choice. It's the smart choice. But just to be different, I'm going to go for Chaz Mostert and Lee Holdsworth. I may look ridiculous predicting that, but, you know, something different is what we'd like to see. And I just got this gut feeling that this race is not going to be conventional. There, There's going to be, well, there's always action to plenty, but, you know, we're as I said earlier on from the outset, we're due for some drama and some, you know, some nonsense, in inverted commas, um, that'll mix it up. So, yeah, so, I, you know, I'm going for... Um, I think those boys are going to be For Chaz, I reckon it'll be good for the sport. No doubt. I mean, Holdsworth has just... He's one year out from full-time driving, so hmm. he's, he's the freshest Cowie out there. Cowie, the, the freshest Cowie. There's our, there's our take-out <laughs> line from this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, very good. Very good. Well, if anyone cares about where my tips and lie, then I think my my head says SVG and yeah, Garth Tander. My heart says Car 11, Tony D. Boy, <laughs> you, you only say that because I'm here. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Not at all. Hey, boys, thank so you so much. With- 
Go. He ends up with two pickets up his ass. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, well, I'll take what I can get. Thank you very much, boys. Thank you wow, so much for joining us. Thank you so much for uh, partaking. Good on uh, you guys. Can't wait to see you or anyone who's going to be at the Bathurst 1000, folks. Hope you enjoy from the couch. And the offer is there. The bed is here. The place is in Kelso. I'll give you the address. Let's talk later. Okay, mate. Thanks, guys. Good to talk Thank to you, you all. Mate. Bye. Thanks, guys. Cheers. And I, I look forward to folks getting the phone call and uh, Russell finishing in the top 10 with uh, with Brock Feeney. Good luck with that, mate. See you. <laughs> 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 it's the ultimate show. Well, there you go, Grant. The We've just wrapped up the whole field and basically what you're telling me is Anton and I are going to win the race by country <laughs> mile. Hi, mate. I... I really hope so. I will definitely jump off the fence for this one and put all of my hopes and prayers inside that number 11 car but with you. I don't put know your what money. that means. You're going to put your cold, hard money. I have. I already have. I already have. How much? How much? It starts with two. Ten bucks? Ends with five. <laughs> 25 bucks. big bucks and i think you're paying all like I bloody mean to you no nah, well you're paying like uh four dollars or five dollars something so um well, it's a I couple of the best odds i've ever come to bathurst with ever cool yep that's, that's good. crazy yeah that's good i feel like one of the one of the uh one of the stars of the show there we've been doing that at, at it's this probably place. just because anton's been going so well to be honest oh maybe maybe, maybe. <laughs> Um, we've been doing a bit of a Bathurst marathon actually, uh, in the, in the lead up as you typically do. And we were watching the 2007 race, uh, just recently staying here with, um, some of the, uh, the race talk guys, Richard Crail and Mark Walker, uh, plus my network, our crew, uh, we're watching the 07 race and, uh, there was Mm. a very fresh face, Tony Delberto wearing a, Mm. a, uh, Autobahn racing shirt. You just finished your stints and. Uh, I think you finished sixth that day. Steve Owen did a great job to haul it in at the end. Yeah. And all that weather came. Mm. Well, the weather came and suddenly our car just absolutely came alive. And we were helped a little bit by Scafies in the fence and everyone's in the fence across That's the right. top. Um, and Steve was, oh man, at that time of his career, he was an absolute gun. Like mm-hmm. he was at the peak of his powers back then. And we had... Uh, a pretty old Paul Morris car that was run by Marty Brandt and Oscar Ferranotto, who uh, is a big name in motorsport here in Australia. He's the uh, the inventor of the super shock that supercars run on these days. Um, he was our engineer, um, but I must admit the car wasn't amazing in the dry. But when it rained, oh my God, came it alive. just lit up, mm. lit up. P6, here we come. You've yeah, well, it. there was, and like on the uh, on the broadcast, you saw that uh, Steve had made his way up to like his eighth or something, and Scafie was ripping through the field there, and it was just before it started to get wet. And seriously, Scafie took at least forty meters off you on Conrod, and yeah, almost yeah. passed. Like he came out of the elbow, he was way behind. Came down to the chase and like he was all like he did fainted to uh, to make a pass and I thought, geez, you actually did pretty well to be there without any motor in that thing. Yeah, th- and that was the big thing back then. You would see a big discrepancy in motors and teams having a big power advantage. I remember probably only the year before when I did it with HSV dealer team, I was able to pass cars in a straight line um, at Bathurst and at Sandown. You know, some of the slower cars or smaller teams. Whereas these days, you don't really get that shot. You know, there's not really a big difference. Everyone's sharing information. There's, you know, the engines are all so close. But, yeah, back then, we definitely struggled with motor. And up pulling that thing up the hill, it was very, very slow. Anyway, right. that's why we're so good in the rain. because we, we literally couldn't spin the wheels. All right. Well, let's stop talking about 2007. Let's start talking about 2021. Well, actually, let's stop talking about it. Let's just get on with it. Let's just get on with it. Let's uh, get into the the great race. It's the race that we all um, we all live for in the uh, in the motorsport calendar. Can't wait for this one to unfurl. You've got a, a fantastic chance. There's uh, some as as we've just heard from from Gregory and and uh, and folks that there's a lot of people who can win. There's a lot of people who shouldn't win. But as we know, this track can throw up absolutely anything. So yep. let's see how it goes, mate. All the bloody best to you. Yes.
everyone that is listening to Parked Up, please have your fingers and toes crossed for me. And then if I do win, Grant, I'm going to, or even if I get in the podium, I'm going to mm-hmm. mention the Parked Up podcast and all nah. that fans. Nah. Yeah, 100%. I won't thank the team. I won't <laughs> thank anybody else but Parked Up. Ah, oh, that's good. All right. All right. I'll probably get sacked, but it'll be worth it. Oh, well, we'll just let's work out a way what that you can a, weave oh, it in. Why don't we just, like, if I get on the podium, we'll do a podcast from the podium. Okay. Yeah, they won't mind at all. That'll be easy to get drivers. You know, everyone's there. They're happy. Mm-hmm. Surely we can just turn it into a quick pod. Sure. They won't mind hanging around for another hour. Cool. And so does that mean, um, you know, how the team get to present a trophy? Uh, the, the, so a team member gets to get a trophy. Do you reckon mm. um, Dick and no, Ryan Story will give that to me? I'll just do it. Yeah, we'll I'll just take you up there. Mm, cool. Just okay. With a microphone and, yeah. Yeah, bring cool. your laptop and your Zoom call. You know I want my microphone there too, so I'll bring that. Yep, yep. All right. <laughs> no, I think we've spoken enough crap now. Everyone switched off. Let's go. The you Repco Bathurst 1000, let's get week. excited. I know you're going to be super busy. Mm-hmm. I will be. I know you're going to be super busy and you probably won't even come and say hello to me. So Oh, um, well, you are down the very uh, end of pit lane though. It's bloody hard to get there. We're at the right end of pit lane, thank you. Okay. Um, if I don't see you, Grant, I will speak to you on the Monday after. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully it's live from um, Sydney Harbour where you're doing the, um, the, uh, <laughs> the the photos in front of the Harbour Bridge. Yeah, let's hope. All the best, All right. mate. All Have the best. Thank you. Ciao. You too.